Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the 3rd of July, and the market's behaving themselves in the US overnight again. Although Wall Street was up 469 points at one point and only ended up 92. So it's sort of falling into the weekend. Maybe that's normal ahead of a long weekend. Wall Street's closed tonight and traders just get out of the market so they don't have to worry about it. Maybe that's what was going on. Anyway, our SPY futures were up 35 this morning and we are now up 34. We were up 69. That follows a 98-point rise yesterday. It's been an interesting few days of market resilience. And I'll talk about that in a minute. We have a new stock box. Uh, yesterday, anyone who was trying to get into the stock box probably found a lot of glitches. Thanks for all the emails helping us out there. We've fixed them all, I think. So please head over to the stock box. Now, the interesting thing about the stock box this time is that I have included in the database US stocks. If you want to see what a what the fundamental numbers on a US stock looks like, find the US stock code. You just have to Google it or something. So Apple is AAPL.O. If you just take the four letters, not necessarily four because some of them are two and three and one, Ford is F, by the way. If you just take off anything after the dot, so if Ford is just F, just take F, and put dot US on the end of it. So Apple would be AAPL dot US. BHP quoted in the US. Its US quote would be BHP dot US. Just type that into the stock box and you can get US stocks as well, which is really quite interesting stuff. You imagine stocks like Apple are on a PE of 100 Go and have a look what PE it's on. We think the market's expensive. It may not be. But of course, it's not really there for US stocks. We don't cover US stocks. It's just a little bell and whistle that I've added. Go and have a look at the Australian stocks. We cover the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, and the All Ordinaries Index, which is about 500 stocks. And we have added over time a host of other stocks, which members have sent to us that they wanted included. The smaller they get, you'll find the less the detail there is. There aren't any forecasts for tiny companies. For instance, someone asked us to add Thor Mining, THR. Put that one in, you'll see. That's what happens when brokers don't cover stocks and there aren't any forecasts and it's not making any money. So some stocks aren't really worth looking at on the stock box, but some stocks are. If your stock is not there, just email us at info at and we will put your stock into the database permanently. Now, of course, as we finish the stock box, I get a request for a charting tool and a request for a portfolio monitoring tool. Let me just say this. I saw one of our competitors spent a lot of money adding a chart facility or function to their newsletter. And when you go into it, they must have put a lot of work into it. But when you go into it, it is not a patch on Metastock, Omnitrader, and whatever chart package you've got. Any dedicated chart package is going to be much better than anything we could program into our website. So I would say to you, our, our business is not really providing commodity services like that. You can actually get free charts off the ASX. And there are incredible charts might be another place. And there are other places to get them as well. So we don't really need to replicate that. We are a opinion newsletter rather than an information provider. And when it comes to portfolio monitoring as well, we just can't compete with the likes of ShareSite or Your 
local trading platform, whatever it is, which takes a feed of data from whatever your trades are and automatically at enormous expense updates all prices for capital raisings and corporate deals and that sort of stuff. We just can't compete with that. So I'm afraid you're not going to get a portfolio monitoring tool or a charting tool from us and I don't think you really need that. If we've got charts that we think are interesting, we're going to publish them and that, that'll probably do for now. Don't worry, we're going to get on to strategy in a moment. But before we get there, another marvellous addition to the newsletter today is our weekly sectors charts. Have a look in the strategy piece for a description of that and have a look in the newsletter and click on that. Basically, we're going to be put, putting up charts of every sector with its constituents and its basic numbers and its performance numbers. And the idea is that you'll be able to do that little process that I just described earlier in the week and I've described again in the strategy section today, which is a three-part stock picking process. The first part is make a market decision. And as you know, we sort of don't like the market at the moment, although I'll come to that in a minute. Make a market decision. Am I in or out? Is it precipitous, scary, or is it as it normally is 99% of the time, or is it really quite safe, a casual bull market. That's what we want to see come back. At the moment, we don't think we're in that space. So make a market decision. Then if the market's safe or even better trending up, identify the sectors on the move. Now that's what this new section's for. Go and have a look at it. You'll see sector charts and you should pick up from there whether sectors are bottoming, topping, which are the main points you're looking for, or trending. And so, for instance, if you look in there today, surprisingly, and a bit scary for us because we don't hold them at the moment and they are a very big sector, the bank sector, almost all the major banks have just shown little Hekanashi buy signals. A bit irritating when you don't hold them. And therefore, our, our uh, alarms go off. Oh, we need to keep an eye on the banks and see whether they're going to pick up from here. And you'll see that, first of all, on the sector chart and then the individual bank charts. Anyway, go and have a look. You can see through all the sectors. And also in that section, we have created our own sectors. We don't like the ASX GIX sectors, which are derived or not derived. They're adopted from the US sectors. And they're not really very good for picking up on themes. For instance, we have created created a sector called COVID-19 affected stocks, which are all the stocks you should buy if the virus went away or there was a vaccine tomorrow. The ASX is not going to put up a sector like that. We have our own sectors like stock market stocks. Also, we've broken out travel and leisure and motor companies and themes, stocks that move on themes. So the idea with that section is that you can, we're, we're doing this for you anyway, but you can do it yourself now. You can go and have a look at all the sectors, see which way they're moving, see the underlying stocks, make a decision about which stocks uh, you, you need to be in or, or want to be in from that those trends. We, uh, that for us, stocks tend to pick themselves because we are quite a big fund now and we can't really muck about in the small stuff. So if we were looking at technology, there'd probably 10 stocks there we can buy without blowing them out of the water. So stock picking is, is sort of done for us a little bit once we've identified sector themes. So Go and have a look at that section. We'll be doing that every week on a Friday. Ben puts the commentary in about the stocks. Hope you enjoy it. Right, finally, I've, I haven't had much time left to do the strategy stuff today, but it is an interesting day because there are have been a lot of buy signals. But let me just sum it all up like this. The positives today are death numbers are not rising. You'll see a chart in the strategy piece today. The market is resilient in the face of a second wave. Volatility is falling. The energy sector is picking up. That's a sign of economic optimism. 
Quite a few sectors have buy signals. A lot of stocks have buy signals today. Short-term stuff. It's all short-term stuff at the moment. And the banks in particular are bottoming. That's a big sector for us to get wrong if it takes off again. So there are all sorts of things which are quite positive that made us think we really need to assess whether we should be completely out of the market at the moment. So uh, we, we are doing that. But there are a few things keeping us out of the market. We may have had a good few days, but there is no established uptrend yet. Just the downtrend being caught that's not enough to get diving into the market. We're not really missing out on too much. Despite the bounce, the bigger trend is still sideways. So no breakout to the upside, nothing compelling we're missing out on. Also, there are still a lot of potential flare-up issues around the second wave, the US winding back some opening of restrictions, Apple closing stores, for instance, Hong Kong, US-China trade tensions over Hong Kong, the election, Biden getting ahead, which is not terribly good news for the market generally, although I see some articles suggesting that it is that he, he could be quite positive. And US jobless numbers, an interesting one. The US weekly jobless numbers, although the big jobless number was better than expected, last night in the US. The weekly jobless number shows some sort of leveling out of the bounce back in employment. So the big number was for last month. The last week, though, shows some leveling out. So it may well be we've seen the best of the recovery bounce in jobs. Anyway, maybe I'm just trying to be negative. Wall Street, though, was up 469 last night, closed up 92. It was falling into the close. So for now, we're going to stay out. If we were in, though, we'd be feeling a fair bit more comfortable than we have been over the last week or so. So we're just going to pick it up after the long weekend. But buy signals noted. So that's about it. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the stock box, the sector charts page today and uh, all the work we've been putting in. My team has done a fantastic job, which is why I'm taking them all out to lunch today. If the end of day email is looking a little bit skinny, that's because Henry's on his own in Sydney doing it. So good luck, Henry. Don't give him a hard time. Meanwhile, of course, on the subject of Henry, Henry will be doing another Ask an Analyst session tonight at 5pm on our Facebook site, our stock discussion group site on Facebook Live. 5 p.m. today. I don't know how he does that sort of thing. I would not be <laughs> put in front of a camera and asked questions about stocks with no notice. I couldn't do that. For some reason, Henry can do that. He actually has a bit of a photographic memory, I think. He is also on the couch this weekend with an ETF exchange traded fund expert explaining some of the intricacies of the ETF market. It is a good one. Watch out for that over the weekend. What a busy chap Henry is this weekend and this afternoon. Good luck with all that, Henry. I am obviously not paying you enough. Actually, I am. He's just had his salary review. He's paid an enormous amount of money. Very lucky man. Overpaid. Anyway, you have a good day today, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.